It's almost one year since enforcement of the HEPA omnibus final rule went into effect. So have things changed as much for covered entities and business associates as we expected? I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Andrew Hicks, Director and Healthcare Practice Lead at the risk management consulting firm Coalfire. Andrew will help us assess what's changed the most for CEs and BAs trying to comply with HIPAA Omnibus and what's still giving them the most trouble overall. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Marian. Nice to speak with you again. Thanks so much for joining us. Now that we're approaching the one-year anniversary for HIPAA Omnibus enforcement, what do you think has been the biggest impact of the rule so far? What's changed the most for covered entities and BAs, do you think? Thinking kind of back over the past year, we knew this was coming out. We knew this was going to be the, the mega change to the healthcare industry. And when I you know, kind of think through what's happened over the past year, we know there's been this adoption to upgrade or update your business associate agreements. We know that's been in place. We know that business associates are now on the hook for compliance. We get that. But to be honest with you, when I, when I think about it and the impact, I think it's been the exact opposite. I think there's been zero impact because we're still seeing organizations that are not fully embracing, they're not fully acknowledging the fact that they need to be HIPAA compliant. So it's kind of concerning. I mean, here we are almost a year into it, and then even more so 15 years into the uh, HIPAA privacy and security rules, and there's still that, that lack of interest, that lack of desire to become HIPAA compliant. And why do you think that's the, the case? Is there problems with the legislation itself? Is it awareness in the industry? What seems to be the disconnect, do you think? I think so a lot of companies, so, so the BAs specifically, these are organizations that are now being pulled into it uh, reluctantly, and they don't understand what they're on the hook for. They are, you know, may not even be tied at all to the healthcare industry. They just have that data in their environment. So think of cloud service providers, law firms, things like that, where they're fighting to get this non-BA classification. They don't want to be classified as a BA and be subject to the rules. You know, we see the, the fines, the penalties, the enforcement. We see all that activity. But I think a lot of organizations, they just struggle. When they look at the, the HIPAA security rule, for example, and it, you know, it's very, very vague, it's very subjective, it's risk-based, which I, I get all that, but the organizations that are new to this or that don't have dedicated resources, they just kind of throw their hands up in the air and they don't know where to start. There's not enough definitive guidance or uh, prescriptive control requirements that are required of these organizations. So when it comes to the many provisions of HIPAA Omnibus, what's still giving them the most trouble? Most of them that come to us, these are the, the organizations, and then we see them, you know, small BAs up to large multi-networked hospital systems that are CEs, obviously. They're coming to us saying, hey, we, we don't have the, the time or, in most cases, the resources, that expert opinion to get us through a full HIPAA security gap or compliance assessment or risk assessment. They, they just don't understand what they're on the hook for. They don't understand um, how to interpret those things, so they look to us for that interpretation and a lot of them are coming to us saying, hey, we want to be HIPAA certified, which obviously we all know there is no such thing there. But, you know, by and large, they want to be able to tell their customers, they want to be able to tell their board of directors that they are meeting this HIPAA compliance level or, or expectation for their, their particular organization. So that's probably the biggest services we provide is coming in and doing assessments to validate that controls are properly designed against the security rules, that they're operating effectively, and then lastly, that they actually have a risk assessment in place, which we've heard that over and over and over again. That's been a hot topic for many years now. 
and organizations are still struggling with the one, the two-page risk assessments or risk analysis that doesn't quite uh, live up to the expectation that OCR has set. When it comes to organizations that just kind of throw up their hands, what are the risks? Are they perhaps having breaches and they don't even realize it? Are they hoping that they're just going to keep flying under the radar screen until somebody catches them either through an enforcement action or an investigation? What are the consequences for this, do you think? You know, I think obviously the, the biggest risk is if OCR catches wind of it, if it becomes publicly visible, obviously there's the enforcement, the penalties. We, we know all those things. So they're certainly on the hook for those things. But if you, you, know, you think about it from a patient standpoint, and the risk to the patient. I mean, this is what HIPAA is designed to do. It's designed to protect the privacy and security of patient information. And we just saw a community health system a few weeks ago with the 4.5 million records that, that were breached. That's 4.5 million individual lives that may in some way, shape, or form be affected by that breach. And, you know, organizations, like I said, are struggling to to put in the right uh, safeguards to protect that data. One thing we are seeing a lot of is a, a, a trend that's kind of out there is the idea of compliance versus security. And in my personal opinion, this is kind of a shortcoming of the HIPAA security rule. I, I spoke about being vague and subjective. And when organizations try to attack the security rule as a checklist, more or less, which I hate to use that word, but when they see it as a checklist, they're coming in from a compliance standpoint. There's a lot of things that they miss by not adopting a security framework or going at it from a security approach. So that's when I say it'd be nice if OCR overhauled the security rule and made it much more prescriptive and much more security focused because that, that would allow organizations to better harden their environments and prevent things that, you know, the original HIPAA security rule doesn't necessarily prevent, like cybersecurity attacks and threat vectors that we haven't seen so far. When it comes to the sorts of breaches that we're seeing being reported by covered entities and business associates and OCR enforcement actions post-HIPAA omnibus, what do you think have been the biggest changes? Are we seeing the kinds of breaches being reported that we might have expected to see at this point? I don't see there being much of a change at all, to be honest with you. You can go out there and look at the OCR wall of shame, and they classify all the breaches, and we, we've seen it over and over and over again, the, the laptops, the desktops, the, the thumb drives, the hard drives, the, the paper and the trash can. We've been down that road many, many, many times, and I think as the threat vectors change, we're going to see more of the CHS-type attacks. We're going to see cybersecurity attacks at organizations because we know that the healthcare industry is, hasn't been highly targeted for cybersecurity attacks, but I think with Target and Neiman Marcus and Sally's and on and on and on, all the breaches that have happened in the retail space, I think as those environments become more secure and hardened, the focus is going to shift over to the healthcare industry, which, in my personal opinion, has always been lacking in terms of security and compliance. The Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights has indicated that it would be ramping up enforcement of HIPAA, both with the breach investigations and the HIPAA security rule audits resuming later this year. What advice do you have for covered entities and BAs and how to prepare for this scrutiny, and do you believe there will be more intensified scrutiny? Yeah, I think we will, and we're kind of we're at a really interesting and maybe a pivotal point because we've seen the exit of Leon Rodriguez and Susan McAndrew, and now Jocelyn Samuels has come in. And I think, you know, for the short-term period, I think we're going to see the continuation of the OCR audit program. We're going to see that, but it's what happens after that that's going to be really, really interesting, especially 
in terms of whether BAs and CEs sense that urgency to, to become compliant. So the one thing that, that I would throw out there as, as, as a recommendation, I've kind of been talking a little bit about compliance versus security, and the biggest thing that we recommend to organizations is, you know, if you adopt a solid IT security program, there's a lot of NIST frameworks out there. There's a lot of frameworks in general out there. The UCF, High Trust has one. There's a lot of really good holistic frameworks, and if you adopt those, embrace those and implement those in your organization, tying that back to HIPAA, you're satisfying probably 90% of it. There's a lot of things that can easily be mapped over from the HIPAA security rule over to any of these frameworks, and a lot of that mapping may already be done. So I think that's probably the biggest recommendation I can make there. We've actually um, altered some of our services around the OCR readiness program, and we're offering like a health check service to come in and just do a high-level review of organizational policies, their gap assessments, their risk analysis that they've done, and help organizations understand if they are, again, at a high level, up for or prone to some of those the breaches that we've, we've seen in, in the months past. So now you've mentioned that we really haven't seen much change since HIPAA omnibus enforcement came into effect. Long term, what do you think the biggest impact will be for HIPAA omnibus on CEs and BAs and on privacy and security compliance and protection of patient data overall? I think looking back at the original privacy and security rules and that delayed reaction that we saw, I think CEs are slowly getting their houses in order. I think they're finally coming to a realization that, okay, the OCR is for real, and we've seen the continuous shift in enforcement and fines and penalties. We've seen all that. So I think that is all going to continue. I think it's just a matter of time before, you know, we get that same reaction 15 years ago where the BAs are going to be slow to react, and we're going to slowly see them react and and become more aware of what the requirements are and fully develop their, their HIPAA compliance program. So I think there is going to be a shift. It's going to be maybe another year or two away, but I think at some point with that continued enforcement, the increased uh, media attention for breaches, I think organizations are going to continue to, to want to develop their HIPAA compliance programs. Finally, Andrew, what's surprised you the most about HIPAA Omnibus at this point? I think probably the biggest surprise is there's been a lot of talk. There's been a lot of excitement. And there's been, in my opinion, very little reaction outside of the updating of BAAs. Like I mentioned, there's been really little reaction. I think we can look at the fines and penalties again. And I, we, we see kind of the shift in the increased enforcement amounts there. But by and large, it's with the release of anything, there's that initial excitement. But unless consumers are not shifting and adopting those new regulations, it's really not the desired effect that OCR or that really any, anybody in healthcare uh, industry or security industry would look for. Any suggestions or guesses on what could shake things up more, get organizations moving quicker? Yeah, I think, you know, if healthcare industry, and again, this is a extremely long shot, but if the healthcare industry adopted a governance program similar to the payment card industry for credit cards, and that is required to have third-party assessments, you have to comply to do business to run credit cards, You know, if some kind of approach like that was taken where enforcement was absolutely mandated, you had to, you know, again, whether it's internal or external, that's to be decided. But um, if it was mandated and you had to prove to OCR that you were compliant, or maybe it's not even OCR, maybe it's a third-party regulatory agency where you have to validate that you are assessing your risk and and more or less complying with, with the security rule, I think that is the shift that we need, along with more prescriptive and definitive requirements that are easily interpreted and addressed. Thanks, Andrew. I've been speaking to Andrew Hicks of Coal Fire. 
I'm Marian Kobacek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.